Welcome to Career Revisionist with Dr. Grace Lee, dedicated to doers, dreamers, and realists who want more success and satisfaction in their life. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a fulfilling career where it's all about doing work you love and growing your income without sacrificing your values? And here's your host. She's obsessed with having clean and organized spaces, Dr. Grace Lee. Hello, greetings, and welcome to another episode of Career Revisionist. I'm glad to have you here. Today, I wanted to talk about how to find fulfilling work. And you notice the title of my podcast is How to Find Fulfilling Work and What They Don't Teach You in School. And that second part is really key here, is what they don't teach you in school. So most of you if, you, if you followed my journey, my career journey up until now, you would know that I've been in university for the first part of my career. And it was, I have three degrees. I have a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, and a PhD. And all in all, in total, my three degrees took me 10 years of my life in university. So there was a period of time out of high school where I didn't know any other world outside of academia outside of university, the college, the four ivory towers of, you know, of college and and university. And I stayed in dormitory during my first degree and my second degree as well. And it was just a life outside of dorm rooms, a life outside of college, university. I really had no idea on how to navigate that. And it was a really scary outside world to me during most of that time anyway. And I, and I mean, it's, it's typical, you know, a lot of college students, they, they struggle with figuring out what comes next. And a lot of times, oftentimes, that graduation day can be quite scary because we're asked to, okay, now it's time to make something of our lives, but we don't feel quite prepared to do so. I mean, we have definitely all the know-how from all the subjects that we're studying and all the things that we learn in classrooms. But I knew, I noticed that when I was going through each university degree that I didn't feel equipped. And during that time, I didn't quite know why. So now I have a lot of people asking me, well, how did you figure that out? How did you, how did you, how were you able to connect the dots and figure out what you wanted to do next? And how were you able to have this career right now where you're, you're, you seem like you have it all together? I mean, was it like that from the get go? Was it like, what was it? What did you do? Right. And the truth is I didn't have it all together and I did not have a clue. I had no idea during university because hindsight is twenty twenty, and I realized that there's so much in our education system that they don't teach you. And one thing that I'm going to cover today and in today's episode is that they don't teach you how to build and how to create a career path. They don't teach you about path making uh, in school. And so when we go through college education, our sole task was to do well in the subjects that we were studying. And before before that, of course, the task is to choose what the focus of is, what, what your major is, or what your concentration is, or or that that direction you're going in academia. So that's that's the sole purpose is first you have to choose what you want to specialize in. And then once you've chosen your specialization, then you have to do well and you have to do competitively well relative to the class, your class size. So you come you become really good at that. Or not, of course, but you, you, you strive to become really good at that. And then that becomes the focus of your daily life as a, as a student, as a college student. And then at some point it comes to an end and you graduate and then you realize, well, what you feel like ill-equipped to handle 
the big questions of what's important to me now and what makes sense and what should I go into. So those types of conversations and those types of approaches to where how we get an awareness of ourselves and how we get to know what we truly want, how we connect that to a career path that makes sense to us given the given that our interests will change in the future. That's a really difficult thing to navigate. So I wanted to start maybe by introducing the this concept called living life by design. And I first heard about this concept when during my PhD, I stepped out into the business community. And this was my first foray, my first exposure into hearing these startup owners, entrepreneurs talk about living life by design. And I went, I attended a couple of seminars and workshops and some luncheons with some of these, some of the really successful business owners locally in my city. And they always talked about you have to live life by design. You build a company. You, you, I seeded it or I bootstrapped my company. And it's all about living life by design where you work when you want, you work who you want, and you work wherever you want, right? And so that's, that was the definition of living life by design. And while that's all true, that is one side of living life by design, but there's a much bigger aspect to it where it's where that step of it, that part of it is about how to find fulfilling work. And the concept of living life by design and not by default, that's about living in alignment with your truth and your purpose in life. And it's when you share your gifts that only you can share with the world. And this is when you do it by intentionally living life by design and uncovering those gifts that you have and fulfilling your calling. And that unleashes your message into the world. And that's where you make an impact. And ultimately, when you live by design, you're leaving a legacy that ultimately makes makes the world a better place. And that's what, to me, the definition of living life by the design is. Working when you want, with who you want, and wherever you want is one side of the coin. But the more important side is being truly in alignment with your truth and purpose. And that comes with having an understanding of who you are, that self-awareness piece of it. And And people often, they imagine that a fulfilling career is getting paid well and it's easy, right? But these two things, getting paid well and easy work, they're often, they're very two, they're two very overrated goals for finding a fulfilling career. Because while money makes you happier, it's not true 100% of the time. And money makes you happy, but only a little bit. And here's what I mean by that. There's plenty of studies out there that show that They've done a lot of surveys out there that show that once you've reached a certain monetary number, an annual income per year, up until that point, you can notice, you're noticeably happier. It does, it does make you happy. But beyond that, the happiness level is only incremental. So it makes a difference, but only a little not a significant difference. And there's also the other side of that, where once you make any beyond that, annual income, then there's actually greater pressures and greater stresses that don't actually, that don't add to any additional happiness, right? So there's that, that's, that's like decades of study of human psychology. And the other part of it where they imagine that a fulfilling career is, is easy. That's the thing though. If it's easy, like having a very undemanding job is not fulfilling because in many ways it's, it's that, that could be boring. 
But on the other hand, having demands that exceed your abilities is bad too because it causes harmful stress. So that that sweet spot is where the demands placed on you, they match your abilities and that's where it creates a fulfilling challenge. So you so a fulfilling challenge, the definition of that is different for everybody. And that's where being able to have the self-awareness of knowing where your potential is, the boundaries of your potential and what's possible for you. And you're just in that stretch zone that gives you a challenge that is fulfilling and meaningful you for you. And that's what it is. So instead of seeking to avoid stress, it's about seeking out some supportive context and meaningful work, and then you challenge yourself to it. And for you, for yourself, having those goals, the financial goals of what is that number that when you meet that, it will give you the financial um, the financial goals that you want, but not that are exceeding what your expectations are so that it's overly challenging for you or that it seems like it's so it's so unattainable that you subconsciously you're feeling that you you already can't attain it, if that makes sense. Right. So the first step in finding fulfilling work in creating that fulfillment in your life, the first step is to recognize your own gift. And if you're not sure what they are, then commit to uncovering them. You, I mean, you can do this. You can seek help from a coach or, or you can just spend some time in reflection, deep reflection, just to uncover your own gifts. Because you have to initiate the process of uncovering your own gifts. And then you have to make a covenant to yourself that you will say yes to your life's purpose and share your gift with the world. It's then that you can also commit to becoming the best version of yourself so that you can fulfill your calling. And remember, because living life by design means you're in alignment. You are in complete alignment with your truth and purpose in life. True fulfillment, and here's the thing, true fulfillment, success, and happiness in your career can be found by meeting certain fundamental human needs. And this is where, like a lot of people ask me, so how did you, how did you stumble on neuroscience? So my PhD was in neuroscience, and they asked me, how did you decide to go into that, that degree, and what was that? And for me, neuroscience was always intriguing because it involves understanding human brain and human behavior. And human behavior is just quite simply drilled down to why we do the things that we do, right? So this is, it all comes down to fundamental human needs. And these needs are not merely wants or desires. They are profound needs and they form the basis of every choice we make in our career. So I'm going to cover, I'm going to go through each of these needs in just a moment. There's, there's six fundamental needs and I'll go through them in just a moment. But here's the thing about these needs is that every day we fulfill these needs either in a constructive or resourceful way, or we do it in a neutral way, or we do it in a destructive and unresourceful way. But no matter what, everything that we do, all the choices we make in our career are, we have that profound need to satisfy these six fundamental human needs. So once you develop more awareness around these fundamental human needs and why you do what you do, then you can consider other ways to meet these needs in a more constructive and resourceful way. And this will create more peace and harmony in your career path. Because no matter what, these needs have to be met. And at first we try to meet them in a constructive way, in a resourceful way. And if that doesn't work, then we will find the other way of doing it. And it could be either neutral or destructive and unresourceful. So that's where the self-awareness piece is really important to get to know why you do what you do 
And that way you can consider healthier ways to meet these needs. Okay, so now let's go into what these six fundamental human needs are. And I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about them in any particular order, but the first one is certainty. And, and remember, these, these six fundamental needs, they, they came out of decades of research in human behavior and psychology, and they were really popular, popularized uh, in, 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 the, in, cult, in our culture, in our society by, by Tony Robbins. And he, in a lot of his events and in a lot of his, his materials, he talks about these fundamental human needs. And he was really the, the person who brought it to light. Right. He, so he talks about it a lot in in his materials, but they're based on they're based on decades of neuroscience and human psychology research. So the first one is certainty, and this is our human need for safety and security, and it's our need to feel in control and to know what's coming next, so that we can feel secure. It's the need for basic comfort, the need for subsistence. They need to avoid pain and stress and also to create pleasure. And our need for certainty is a survival mechanism. It affects how much risk we're willing to take in life. We're, it affects how, how much risk we're willing to take in our jobs, in our career path, and in our relationships too. So the higher the need for certainty, the less risk you'll be willing to take or emotionally bear. And this need for certainty is where your risk tolerance comes from. And I should say that for each of these six human needs, we all have a priority ranking for it. Okay, so the first one is certainty. And the second human need is variety. So there's a balance, right? We have a need for certainty, right? That predictability, knowing what's coming next, security, safety. But we also have a need for variety. And this is where... We want to be creative. We want to have opportunities to have fun, to be surprised, to relax, to daydream, to have a bit of variety in our lives because without variety, life becomes boring. So there's that need as well. And the third need is the need for love and connection with other people. And this includes friends, family, partnerships, and even relationships with nature. When we love completely, that's when we feel alive. But when we lose love, the pain is so great that most people settle on connection. So the fourth need is the need for significance. And this is the need to feel special and unique. It's what you need to feel important. And that we, what we do matters. The, the work that we do matters in the world. It matters for somebody. That's the need for significance. We all need to feel important. We all need to feel special, unique, or needed. So how do some of us get significance Right, You can get it by earning money. Some people get significance by earning a lot of money. Or they can earn it by collecting academic degrees. Right, If you distinguish yourself with a master's or a PhD, that's one way to get significance. So I'm, telling, I'm sharing with you this because my priority for my life was significance. I had a really high importance on significance and I really needed to feel important. And I wouldn't say that it was the only reason why I, I sought to pursue a PhD, but it was definitely up there because I've always been an ambitious person and significance was a very high human need on my, on my priority ranking. Okay, so the first four needs was certainty, variety, love and connection, and then significance. So the fifth one is growth. And this is personal growth. It, is, it includes lifelong learning and the need for pursuing mastery, the pursuit of mastery. 
And the reason we grow, I believe, right, the reason we grow is so we can have something of value to give, right? Because if you're not growing, then you're dying. Like if, if you have a business, for example, if the business is not growing, then it's dying. So that's why we have a need for that growth, that personal growth, the pursuit of mastery, right? Okay, so then the next the next human need is contribution. So this is the sixth one, contribution. And this is a sense of service to others. It's the need to pay it forward, to help other people. And really, life is really about creating meaning. And meaning does not come from what you get. It comes from what you give. And ultimately, it's not what you get that will make you happy long term, but rather who you become and what you contribute that will make you happy. So that, so the six human needs, just to summarize, they are certainty, variety, love and connection with others, significance, growth, and contribution. And everyone ranks these needs differently. And the way they are ranked, that's why you are the way you are as a person. The way you rank them is what determines your behavioral outcomes, the way you, the decisions you make, because the decisions you make are driven by these needs, meeting these personal needs. And so, for example, if the need for certainty was your top priority, that may cause you to put a fence of controls around your life or to stay in your comfort zone and resist change, even if it's a healthy change, right? So that's an example of how someone with a top priority of a certainty of, that, of, of, of their behavior. And another example, if the need for variety is among the top of your six human needs, then it can be taken to extremes because then your primary driver is constant change in location, constant change in jobs or careers, or constant change in relationships, right? Because that variety is your, your top human need, right? Another example is if you value love and connection the most, if that's your priority, then chances are you may not be likely to take risks because of your fear of causing conflict in your relationships, right? Because if you take risks, and your partner or your spouse or 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 the person that you're you're in in a close relationship with is may not support that then you don't want to cause conflict in the relationship so you may not be as likely to take risks another example is if significance is among the top 2 of your of your human needs then part of meeting that includes receiving recognition right because you want to be feel important you want to be feel needed so this may translate into a desire to be seen to be heard and listened to so in short you want to be noticed and you measure significance by what you believe makes you unique compared to everyone else around you and recognition provides you with a sense of validation that makes you feel seen special or needed so, but the problem is if you spend too much time gathering significance, then you might have trouble finding deep, intimate relationships that thrive on love and connection, right? So that's why there's a balance and having the self-awareness of where and how you rank the, these needs for yourself will help you understand the way you are as a person and why you do the things that you do, right? So if you're noticing that in your career path, there are areas in your in your in your path that you're not satisfied with, where you're feeling there's gaps there or you're feeling there's an unfulfillment in that area, it's good to have that level of self-awareness. Okay, why do I do the things that I do? Why did I make the choices? And are there patterns in the choices that I'm making, right? And it all comes down to these six human needs. 
So here's the big secret to fulfillment. The first four needs, right? So the first four needs I listed, certainty, variety, love and connection, and significance. Those four needs are the needs of the personality, right? They shape your personality. And we all find ways to meet these needs, right? Whether it's by working harder or coming up with a big problem or creating stories to rationalize them or creating more significance or that, we all find a way to meet these needs, right? So they're, they're personality needs. But the last two needs, growth and contribution, these are the needs of the spirit. They're spiritual needs. And these are more rare, right? Because not everyone meets these needs. Growth, growth and contribution are more rare to meet. Not everyone meets these. But it's when these needs are met, that's when we are truly fulfilled. That's where we feel fulfilled is when we meet the needs of growth and contribution. So think about how you, what your priority rankings are on your, on your, on your needs, on your six human needs. If your growth and contribution are not ranked very high, then consider for yourself, what are your top two human needs, right? Because there's, if you're, if you're the person, for example, let's say that you're a very highly ambitious person. That means that you have a top need for significance and certainty, right? Because that combination, if your top two are significance and certainty, that combination means you get a lot done. You're high, you're super productive. You are a high achiever, a top performer, right? You get results. But those are also the people that are usually burnt out in their career, right? They, they, they suffer the burnout. They suffer the something's missing, the feeling that um, what I'm doing is not meaningful. I'm getting a lot done, but I'm not fulfilled. I'm burning out, right? Because of the need for significance and certainty as a priority, right? And chances are the priority rankings that you currently have, you may not be aware of them. And once you start to get aware of them, you might start to realize that you've been that way for quite some time. Right, so so let's say, for example, if your top two were certainty and significance, and you're ready to say yes to more fulfillment in your life, then the way to do that is to reprioritize. So if you're not happy with the current result that you have in your career path, and you want to be more fulfilled, and you want to create fulfillment in your career path, that's the way to do it: is to reprioritize your human needs, right? Because growth and contribution are your spiritual needs, and you have to start to reprioritize to put one of those first. And if, of course, if, if that's not, that hasn't been your pattern up until now, I'm not asking you to go cold turkey because that's going to be difficult. Because if certainty and, and significant were your top two and suddenly you, you prioritize them to be your last, the thing is, if, if that transition is so sudden, that's going to be a hard one. If you go cold turkey like that, it's going to be a hard one because you're going to do everything you can to meet those needs too. And remember, if you don't meet them in a healthy way, then you will meet them one way or the other. So a good way to do that, a good rule of thumb, is instead of going cold turkey to, so let's say your priority top two rankings were certainty and significance and you want to put growth on top, then instead of putting certainty last, you just put it in second place, right? Let's say that, okay, now I'm going to focus on growth and I'm just going to move certainty second, Right? And, and I can still have significance, but I'll move it to third. Right? So that way you're not, you're not prioritizing and shifting them, turning them upside down right away. But it's like that incremental change. 
So you're going to do more things to meet your satisfaction, your, your human need for growth. Because even though growth and contribution may not be your first or your top two or your top three, the needs are still there. So you cannot all of a sudden drop a need and not have it being met. That cannot happen because it will cause havoc, right? It, it, it will be it will be not peaceful. It'll be no disharmony, a lot of disharmony. But what you can do is replace one need with another, right? So you still have to make sure that all of your six basic human needs are being met in some way. And if you focus more on growth and contribution, that's where the fulfillment is being created, right? Because growth and contribution are what fulfill us. Because life is really about creating meaning and growth and contribution are your spiritual needs. But it doesn't mean we, you can't ignore the personality needs. They have to be there too. So it's simply about reprioritization. So by, by better understanding which of the six human needs is your driving force, that's when you can set goals for yourself and implement positive behaviors to help you achieve those goals. And understanding these needs and which ones you're trying to meet in any given moment, that can really help you to embrace the power of growth and create new patterns that lead to lasting fulfillment. So if you want to learn more about the six human needs and you want to learn how to prioritize them in your own life, so drop a question to me if you have questions like that. I mean, no matter what, I mean, whatever you want, significance, certainty, or love or connection, the, the thing is all about creating the momentum to achieve it and embracing the life you desire and that life that you deserve today. So follow me on if you if you like my content and you want to learn more follow me on apple itunes i'm there as well for those of you who are not apple users i'm also on spotify and also on google podcast so visit careerrevisionist.com that's careerrevisionist.com and you can find all the platforms and choose your favorite platform to follow me there so leave a review for me as well i re- I, I really appreciate the review and your comments and I, I read every single one of them. So if you have any questions, leave the question for me there and I'd be happy to answer it in my next podcast.